0: Hey, we're so glad that you're with us today on YouTube and Facebook. Here we are uh, going on week six of the stay at home. So how are you doing? That's the question I've been asking everybody that I've been talking with. I've had a lot of conversations this week with our Pathway Church family. And I've been asking that question, how are you doing? How how are you handling things? What's, you know, how, how are things going for you? What's going on right now in your life? And and some of us are fearful and anxious still. And, and what I want to say to you is God is in control. Trust him. Some of us are feeling isolated and, and disconnected. Um, man, text, video, uh, video chat, um, call. Use the technology as much as you can. That, that's going to help. It's not the same as being live face-to-face with somebody, but, but it's, it's good. It, it helps. It's better than nothing. Some of us are in denial of all of this and man, I say, get your head out of the sand. This is real. And we've been in this for a while now. Um, some of us like this stay at home thing. Uh, I've talked to several people this week that have said, yeah, I kind of like this work at home, stay at home thing. Uh, some of us feel done with this. And, and for those of us that are there, can I just tell you, just slow down, take a breath, this will pass. It, it's hard to see it right now, but, but it will some of us need to quit filling our brains with propaganda. I mean, stop stop watching the left wing, the right wing, the chicken wing news. I mean, just get your mind on something else. Some of us are finding out um, that there's more to know about our spouses and our kids than we have ever experienced before. Some are trying to homeschool their kids, and they're having more and more appreciation for those school teachers that their, their kids used to have. Some of us have settled into um, a pattern of some kind, um, not, not normal, but the flow is helping us, you know, to, to get through this. I'm just glad that I don't have to wear a mask and gloves today um, for us to be together. Um, I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad you're here for part three of our GLOW series. I'm real excited about what God has laid on my heart to share with you today. You know, we've been talking about um, all that the Apostle John Writes. He writes so much about the, the light of Jesus penetrating the darkness of our lives. He, he writes so much about that light penetrating our lives. In fact, he starts out in John chapter 1, right there at the beginning, he starts out writing about the pre-existence of Jesus. Take a look. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. Uh, and the Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. That's what we've been talking about. John picks up this same imagery when he gives Jesus' statement in John chapter three. Jesus said, God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. And then John records Jesus describing himself. And this has kind of become the, the central key verse of our series. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Come on, read it with me. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So so light and darkness. Jesus speaks a lot about light and darkness. The apostle John writes extensively about light and darkness. And we assume that we know what John and Jesus are talking about, but actually there's a little bit of disconnect. Our, Our understanding doesn't really get it clearly. See, we see light versus darkness. That's the way we kind of read this. We we see it's like good versus evil. Like in Star Wars, you know, it's light, the light side of the force versus the dark side. It's Jedi versus Sith or or like in the old cowboy movies. It's, It's the white hats, you know, they're the good guys and the black hats are the bad guys. So we see light as good and darkness as evil. As if it's, two uh, equal but opposing forces. But that's not the imagery that John or Jesus is using. See, in the New Testament, darkness represents being away from God. Darkness is anything that would keep you or I away from God. Darkness is the realm. In fact, to use biblical words, darkness is the kingdom that opposes God. Darkness is hostile to, toward God, darkness is, is disobedient, darkness is having no relationship with God. If you think science, I mean you remember back to high school science, if you think back to science you 'll understand this a little bit more in science class, we learned that darkness is the absence of light. Remember that? I remember uh, Mr. Elliot, uh, my science teacher, teaching that darkness is the absence of light. so so what happens? when a room is totally dark and you add in light? Well, think about it. Light doesn't come into darkness. It's actually disappear, uh, darkness rather, disappears when light comes in. Darkness is pushed out of the room when light comes in. And, and so that's really what the Apostle John is telling us in First John, his, the letter, the epistles, that John wrote to Jesus' followers in 1 John 1, verse 5. Look what John says. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So it's really easy to understand this when you just think about it for a moment. You live in darkness if you choose to live your life without God. Look at that. You live in darkness if you choose to live your life Without God, that's what John is telling us. And I think that's why Jesus says in his last public teaching in John chapter 12, right before he's going in to the upper room, John 13 through 17 and all of that, and he's gonna be with his closest followers, right before that in his last public teaching, this is what Jesus says. I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. See, it's a choice we make. Um, it's, it's a choice that we put our trust in Jesus. We don't stay in the darkness. We, we will not remain in the dark. Light should be constantly and consistently pushing out the darkness in our lives. And because of our trust in Jesus, God rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Wow. So through our trust in Jesus, Paul is telling us in Colossians there, through our trust in Jesus, we are are brought into the kingdom of light in a world that is permeated with shades of gray. This message cuts very deep. Our, Our culture is not okay with those who see things as black or white. But John pushes forward this this clarity, um, the, the clarity of his challenge. I mean, take a look at what he says in verse five. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now we declare to you that God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. And that's easy enough to understand, right? I mean, you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. You're living another way. You say you're in relationship with God, and yet you're living in darkness. And John says, no, 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 that that, that can't happen. It, It doesn't work that way. Either you are in a relationship with God... Or you continue, you go on to live in spiritual darkness. There's, you can't mix the two. You can't continue to live in darkness and be with God at the same time. Darkness and light are mutually exclusive. The same thing with darkness and God. Darkness and God do not mix. That's what John is telling us. So, so John and Jesus are making things very clear for us. There's only two ways that any person can live in darkness or in light. Living in darkness is not the same path as having a relationship with God. We gotta get this. I mean, notice John's point. Look look what he talks about in verse six. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. What's, What's John's point here? John is challenging our talking, or our living. He's he's challenging both. He's saying our words should match up with our actions. We know this to be true. But this is what John is, is challenging us with. Our words should match up to our actions. If not, John says, we are lying. Notice that? If our words don't match up with our actions, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God and we go on living in darkness. He's saying we're lying. And then he brings in another idea, a separate thought. He says, we're not only lying, we are not practicing the truth. Wow. If we claim to be in relationship with God, but continue to live in darkness, we are not living in the truth. So so there's, there's a big idea that we have to grab today. The big idea is this. Truth is not only something to believe, but also something to live out. Come on, read it with me. Truth is not only something to believe, but also something to live out. Every day, to live it out. Truth should affect us intellectually and ethically, but also practically. I mean, we are to believe truth, we are to speak truth, but listen, we are to live truth. We are to live it out in our everyday lives. Jesus said in John 3, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for the fear that their sins will be exposed. But then look at what he says here. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can what? See. So others can see that they are doing what God wants. Don't miss those words. Those words, they're important. Jesus is saying so others can see. What is he saying? He's saying that our relationship with God should be evident to those around us. I mean, to see a vivid example of this, You just flip back to the Old Testament, to to a true story that really happened in the book of Exodus. And and we know the character, the main character, I'm sure you know, even if you're not a Bible person, you would know Moses. And and we probably know that Moses saw God do some pretty crazy things, right? I mean, think about all that he experienced. He, He heard God speak through a bush that was on fire but never burned up. Think about that. Moses was used by God to confront the leader of the entire world, Pharaoh, about releasing the Hebrews who were slaves of Egypt. Moses saw God bring plagues all over Egypt when Pharaoh refused to release these slaves. Moses led the Hebrews through the Red Sea on dry ground. He even saw God provide food and water and shade and light for the Hebrews as they wandered through the wilderness, the desert. And one day in Exodus 33, Moses is talking to, to God about some concerns that he has. I mean, Moses is reminding God how he had called him to lead the people. And he's, and he's reminding God how God had promised to be with him, how God had promised to protect and provide. And God says to Moses, look at this in Exodus thirty-three fourteen, This is an incredible story. I love this story. I will personally go with you, Moses. Everything will be fine for you. God's saying, Moses, don't worry. I got you, man. I got you. I got your back. Everything's going to be all right. But Moses wasn't convinced. He needed more from God. And it says that then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. I want you to notice the things that I've highlighted here. Your presence, he's saying, God, your presence sets me apart from all other people. Look at that again. Your presence sets me and your people too, but me apart from all other people. There's something about you, God. That sets me apart. When I'm in your presence, there's something about you that sets me apart from all other people. And the Lord replies to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked. For I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Wow. Okay, Moses, I'm going to give you what you want. And so Moses asks, it says, Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. Show me your glory, God. Show me who you are. All that you are. Show me your presence. I don't want just your promises. I don't want just your provision. I want you, God. That's what Moses is saying. And and I think this really made God happy. And I, I say that because God does something amazing here. This is an amazing account. It says, The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you as my glorious presence passes by. I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and look at this and let you see me. God is saying, I'm gonna walk by, I'm gonna cover you first. You're gonna get in this little niche in, this, in these rocks on the mountain and I'm gonna cover you. And as I walk by, I'm gonna uncover you so that you can see me. He says, you're gonna see me from behind. My face will not be seen. But he said you're, you're gonna see me. me. Moses, I'm gonna let you see me. I'm gonna let you see my presence. I'm gonna let you see who I am. This is amazing. Friends, this, this is amazing. And, and it's a truth that you and I need to really learn that God will give as much of himself as we can handle. He really will. I love this about God. When we seek God, God will give us himself. He promises that. He says in his word that if you seek him, you will find him. And then it happened. Then it happened for Moses. Exodus 34, verse five. The Lord came down in a cloud. The Lord passed in front of Moses. And Moses immediately threw himself to the ground. Worshiped. Moses falls on his face in the presence of God. He, he is so blown away. And I want you to notice then what takes place, what happens. When Moses came down from the mountain, Mount Sinai, he didn't know that his face was shining because he had talked with the Lord. Look at that. His face was shining because he had talked. Why? Because he had talked with the lord light was shining from his face in the original hebrew it, it these words refer to flashes of light that are coming off of his face god uses some incredible visual effects doesn't he and, and then the text implicitly tells us why this light is coming from his face we see it right there because why because his face was shining because he had talked with the lord Moses' face was shining with light because he had come into direct contact with the presence of God. Friends, spending time in God's presence will affect our lives. It'll affect your life, my life. It should affect us. This is the God of the universe, the creator of all things. God Almighty, God All-Powerful, God All-Knowing. And when we come into His presence, when we spend time in His presence, it should affect us our lives. If you and I spend time with God, God will do so many things in us and for us and through us that people will take notice of our lives. It will be evident in us. When all the people of Israel saw that Moses's face was shining, they were afraid to go near him, but Moses called to them and he talked with them. And when Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him. Look at this last part. And the people would see the radiant glow. That's what we're calling this series. The people would see the radiant glow of his face. Those around him saw the glow of his face. They saw that he had been in the presence of God. It was obvious. It was evident to those around him. How about you? Do you shine for God? Does God shine through you? Wow, that's a big question, isn't it? I mean, he should. If we're a follower of Jesus, shouldn't God shine through our lives? I mean, if, if if I'm following, shouldn't he be shining through my life? Shouldn't it be evident to those around me, obvious to those around me, that I've spent time in the presence of God? Huh. We're going to talk more about this next week in part four, so I hope you come back next week. But but for now, I want you to ask yourself that question. You I want you to think about that. I Hopefully all day today, just think about this question. Does God shine through my life? Maybe we should ask what shines through my life, but I, I'm going to turn it spiritually. I'm going to ask you, does God shine through your life? Does God shine through my life? If not, is it because I still have darkness in my life? Is it because you still have darkness in your life? Maybe it's time that we would confess and seek forgiveness for, for the darkness, the sin that is in our lives. If you go back to John's writing in 1 John, it's, it's really interesting what we're told. Look at it. We are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he who, God, is faithful And just to forgive us and cleanse us from all wickedness. Think about this. If we have darkness in our lives, God will forgive us if we confess. There's a a promise to this. That if you will confess, if I will confess the sin in my life, the darkness in my life, God says, "I, I am faithful. I will forgive. Wow. Ask yourself, This question, does God shine through my life? If not, is it because I'm not spending time with God? Maybe you're not. In a time when we have time now, maybe you're not spending time with God. The Apostle Paul writes about Moses and this exact situation and experience that Moses had. He writes about it, but listen to what he says to us. This is really challenging. Paul says, we are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory. Whenever someone turns to the Lord, whenever we we seek the Lord, whenever we come to the Lord, Paul says, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. All of us who have had the veil removed, look at this word, reflect, shine the glory of the Lord. All of us who've had the veil, if we've come to the Lord, think about it, we've come to the Lord, the veil is removed, and then we reflect the glory of the Lord. And look what it says in the last part. And the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. More and more. Every day, the Holy Spirit is working in our lives, changing us, transforming us to become more and more like Him. If you spend time with Jesus every day, you will shine every day. It will be evident, obvious to the people around you. Jesus says this in Luke 11. If you are filled with light, then your whole life will be radiant. Your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light and those friends, those around you will see him shining through your life. I hope you join us next week as we talk more about this whole thing of shining in our lives in part four of GLOW. Let me pray for us today. Jesus, we hear all of these words today about how we are called to shine for you. How we are called to, to bring this, any darkness that would be in our life, any sin that would be in our life and bring it to you in confession and that you would forgive and cleanse us. We, we are called to spend time with you and as we spend time in your presence, we, we experience more and more of you and it becomes evident, obvious to people around us to those closest to us, to our spouse, our kids, our family, people that we work with. Jesus, I hope that we are challenged by this. I am am this week. I'm challenged to get more of you. (laughs) It's what I want. I, I, I want you to shine through my life so that people can see you. Sometimes I'm embarrassed by what shines through my life. I see things in me that I don't want there. I see things in me that I know need to be changed. I, I see things in me that I wish I could just push out. And this is what the Holy Spirit is talking to me about. And I know that, Holy Spirit, you were talking to everyone that's listening and watching today. I ask that we would come to you today at some point in our day, that we wouldn't let this just go, that this online experience, we we wouldn't just go through it without experiencing you. Today, that we would come to you and say, Jesus, change my life. Forgive me, cleanse me, get the darkness out so that I can shine for you. I ask that you would help us to spend more time in your presence so that your presence can affect us in incredible ways, so that you can do more for us and in us and through us than we would ever believe could happen and people around us would know and would see you in our lives. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for everyone that's watching today. I ask that you would be with us and we prayed in your name and everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. And we hope that you'll join us next week on YouTube or Facebook for part 4 of Glow. God bless you.